Hello, my name is David, and welcome to Living Life. It's uh, truly a pleasure sharing God's Word with you today, and I hope that we could fully engage into the Word with all of our hearts. A lot of us, we have spiritual blindness. What that means is we have a blind spot where we fail to see whether we're properly going down the right path or not. Luckily, uh, you know, when we're praying and when we're in the Word, we're able to recognize this and we're able to correct our path, but there are often times when we're in the busyness of our lives or because of our uh, spiritual blind spot, we fail to see what we're doing wrong. And that's why it's important to have someone um, that's either close to you or someone that's near you or someone that could really uh, speak into your life and give you accountability. For me, that's my mom and that's my wife. Whenever I feel like I'm going down the wrong path, I get a phone call from my mom and you know she tells me, listen, Dave, you have to fix this, this, and this. You need to be more prayerful. You need to be in the Word. And it's so true. It's uh, oftentimes when I'm, you know, I know where I'm going down the wrong path, and I can't fix it on my own unless I, I hear a warning from God. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's my mom. You know, she, she's a missionary in Africa, and she calls me on the phone, and she says, I had a dream about you. I'm worried about you. I'm praying for you, and you need to get on your knees and start praying. And that's when I kind of realized, okay, um, I need to uh, be more prayerful, I need to start reading the Word, I need to repent for this, this, and this. And that's why accountability is so important because, you know, um, when we are uh, living in faith just by ourselves, we kind of tend to miss these spots, and that's why it's so important to have accountability. In today's text, we see King Jehoshaphat. He had someone like this around him too. It was uh, Jehu who kind of told him that, uh, what he did was doing, uh, what he was doing was wrong, and he kind of corrects Jehoshaphat's path, and uh, uh, we see the importance of having community and accountability as well. So let's get into God's, uh, let's get into today's word, and let's see what God has to say concerning this. Second Chronicles chapter nineteen, verses one through eleven. When Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, returned safely to his palace in Jerusalem, Jehu the seer, the son of Hanani, went out to meet him and said to the king, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is on you. There is, however, some good in you, for you have rid the land of the Asherah poles and have set your heart on seeking God. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, and he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges in the land in each of the fortified cities of Judah. He told them, Consider carefully what you do, because you are not judging for mere mortals but for the Lord, who is with you whenever you give a verdict. Now let the fear of the Lord be on you. Judge carefully, for with the Lord our God there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. In Jerusalem also, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites, priests, and heads of Israelite families to administer the law of the Lord and to settle disputes. 
and they lived in Jerusalem. He gave them these orders, You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord. In every case that comes before you from your people who live in the cities, whether bloodshed or other concerns of the law, commands, decrees, or regulations, you are to warn them not to sin against the Lord. Otherwise, His wrath will come on you and your people. Do this, and you will not sin. Amariah the chief priest will be over you in any matter concerning the Lord, and Zebediah son of Ishmael, the leader of the tribe of Judah, will be over you in any matter concerning the king, and the Levites will serve as officials before you. Act with courage, and may the Lord be with those who do well. So Jehoshaphat, he returns from battle um, where King Ahab uh, where he was killed, and he returns home, he returns back to Judah, and in verse 2, it says, Jehu the seer, the son of Hanani, went out to meet him and said to the king, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, uh, because of this, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Um, Jehoshaphat, he was a kind man. He was a kind-hearted guy, but almost to a fault. This was also his downfall too, because even though you should be loving as a believer, even though you should show kindness and you should show um, uh, favor upon your people as a king as well, but what Jehu this year, what he points out is, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? I mean, if you think about it, he was kind of enabling evil in his country. Uh, if you think about it, he was partnering with evil men to do evil things. He was partnering with uh, evil men who was going against the will of God, as we saw in King Ahab. And Jehu this year, he points this out in King Jehoshaphat's life. Uh, I know you're a good guy. I know you have a good heart. And I know you're kind. But that's also leading to your downfall. There are times when you kind of have to draw a line and say, no, this is wrong and I'm going to stand up for it. Just because I'm known as Mr. Nice Guy, I'm not going to do everything that people want of me. I'm not going to aim to seek and appease men, but I'm going to do what the Lord wants. And that's why Jehu is kind of challenging um, Jehoshaphat. And he says, because of this, the wrath, is the, Lord is, uh, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. And if Jehoshaphat didn't have this kind of spiritual alarm clock, if Jehoshaphat didn't have this accountability, he might have gone the wrong path and it may have led to his downfall. But because of God's grace, he had someone like Jehu the seer who was able to speak truth into his life, who was able to uh, pray for him and kind of point out the wrong path he was leading to. And in verse 7 he says, There is, however, some good in you, for you have rid the land of Asherah poles and have set your heart on seeking God. So not only does Jehu just kind of rebuke Jehoshaphat for doing wrong things and for enabling evil men, but he kind of encourages him as well. So we kind of see uh, uh, a little bit of punishment, and at the same time, he kind of gives candy. You know, he kind of encourages him as well. So we see gentle and firm rebuke, as long as loving encouragement. And that's what kind of God does. He seeks to uh, correct us in our path, but he doesn't always uh, punish us, and he doesn't always condemn us, but he also encourages us, uh, encourages us to go down the right path. And he says in verse 3, There is some good in you, for you have 
rid the land of Asherah poles, meaning that he has, he has gotten rid of uh, idolatry in the land. And he knows that in Jehoshaphat's heart, that you have set your heart on seeking God. So he points out the good thing in Jehoshaphat's uh, heart as well. And if we read from verses 4 to 11, what Jehoshaphat does is he goes around Judah. Uh, he goes around Israel, uh, Israel and he kind of sets judges. Now, this is very important because if there were no judges to rule over the people, there would have been complete lawlessness in the land. People would have fallen from the word of God. People would have kind of disobeyed the laws that was given to them through Moses and people would have fallen to evil. They would have forgotten and turned their backs on God and committed idolatry. But because Jehoshaphat appointed judges, there was righteousness in the land. There was some kind of order and what Jehoshaphat does is in verse 6 he tells them consider carefully what to do what you do because you are not judging for mere mortals but for the Lord who is with you whenever you give a verdict now let the fear of the Lord be on you judge carefully for with the Lord our God there is no injustice or partiality or bribery now I think this is one of the best things that Jehoshaphat as a king as a leader, not only was Jehoshaphat a physical, uh, a political leader and king of the country, but he knew that he was ultimately responsible for the spiritual well-being of his own people. And by setting judges in different provinces, in different areas, he was saying, listen, I'm going to be accountable for your spiritual well-being. I'm going to make sure that you guys are not breaking the law, because once you start going into a state of lawlessness, it's going to eventually lead down a slippery, uh, 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 in a slippery path where you just keep on falling and tumbling. And I want you guys to stand firm before God. And the only way we could do this is if I point judges. And he warns the judges, listen, don't take bribery. Don't take bribery. Don't be uh, impartial. Don't, don't show injustice to other people. But know that God is watching you and judge the people. Rule fairly. Have the justice of God in your hearts. And it says, you are to warn them not to sin against the Lord. Otherwise, his wrath will come on you and your people. Do this and you will not sin. It was so important for them to keep the law that God had given them because once they started disobeying the law, they knew that they were going to turn away from God and fall into idolatry. I think the pivotal lesson of today's uh, text is just having accountability. Do you have a mentor? Do you have a spiritual mentor that could speak truth into your life? Do you have someone that is praying for you? Do you have a spiritual alarm clock? If you do, I pray that, that you may receive uh, their prayers upon your life, their counsel, uh, um, uh, whatever they, whenever they speak truth into your life, I pray that we may accept it into our hearts. And just as you have received, I pray that we could pour out upon others as well. So let's go into time of prayer. When David committed adultery uh, with Bathsheba and he killed uh, Uriah, David didn't know uh, that he was heading down straight to a slippery slope and eventually if he didn't confess and repent of his sins, he probably would have gone to hell. But because David had someone like Nathan, 
um, a, a prophet who was able to speak truth into his life, he was able to turn back and go back to God. Uh, in, in the same way, in today's text, Jehoshaphat, he had Jehu the seer who was able to speak truth into his life and tell him, listen, um, why are you loving on people and helping people who hate the Lord? God's wrath is upon you because of it. And Jehoshaphat was able to correct his ways. And we see Jehoshaphat, just as he has received, he was pouring out to the people as well. He appointed judges who were able to rule fairly, to seek the justice of God, and to make sure that people were not falling away from the God and keeping the law. So I pray that us as well, that we may have accountability in our lives, that we may have spiritual mentors who could speak into our lives and proclaim God's word onto our lives as well. So let's go into time of prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word today. Um, we know that Jehoshaphat, that he had a spiritual blind spot in his life. And through your grace, um, through Jehu the seer, whom you have appointed into his life, he was able to recognize his mistakes and he was able to uh, turn away from it. And through that counsel, uh, through that wisdom, he was able to pour back into the land and appoint judges who are able to uh, give accountability onto others as well. I pray that in our lives that we may have spiritual mentors who are able to give us accountability, who's able to speak truth into our lives. And I pray that, that as we receive, that we may pour out as well. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.